We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC Heart and Vascular Institute. With experience, cutting-edge technology, and a collaborative approach, you'll receive the most advanced treatment. More at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. Dr. Christopher Watts Sr. is a frequent international keynote presenter and trainer at medical schools, universities, and conferences on Eastern Holistic Therapies, post-trauma healing, hate and bias crimes, victimology, and multicultural competencies. Furthermore, Dr. Watts is a professor at the Pennsylvania State University in the Department of Psychology and Behavioral Science. Dr. Watts is also the owner and clinical director of C.T. Watts & Associates, PC, a counseling Education and Wellness Center, which was recognized as a lead counseling clinic in central Pennsylvania in 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021 for his dedicated work and commitment spearheading the transition and development of telehealth modularities for surrounding counseling clinics and hospital systems during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Watts' past appointments include director of the Triage and Evaluation Center at the Pennsylvania Psychiatric Institute, assistant professor of psychology at Temple University, a counselor in a national recognized private practice, university-based mental health researcher, and a community nonprofit administer and also our guest on the spark so dr watts thank you for joining us thank you for joining us on the spark today how you doing i'm doing well good afternoon and happy new year to you yes yes indeed happy new year to you as well um uh, for those that do not know uh dr watts and i went to shippensburg university together so this uh just seems like a uh ship themed day um just showing my bias here uh, so, Dr. Watts, um, can you share your personal journey with us and what inspired you to become a licensed counselor? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, thank you for having me this morning. Um, it's an honor to be here with you. Um, you know, the journey is is multi-layered, you know, uh, starting as a youngster in sports and, and having a lot of coaches and, and you know, former athletes come back and, and kind of really put the plug in about how to, to lead a life of, you know, success and lead a life of, you know, goodwill and giving back to the community and really placing your thumbprint on what you would like to see in the world is the best way to change the world. Mm, indeed. I, I I like that. So um, what specific experiences or events in your life led you to uh, pursue a career in, in, in counseling? Sure. So when, when I went to Shippensburg University, the, the main focus for me at that point uh, was going to the university to play football. Uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to study at the point um, in that point in time. Uh, so I went in as a business administration uh, major with a, a minor in counseling. And mm. what I found is not only did I love, you know, playing sports, football, basketball growing up, uh, but when I had the opportunity to get back to the youth and, you know, really look at the impact that 
they can have on their life. I realized, you know, being a counselor, being a coach can have a lasting impact for youngsters for decades to come. Mm, indeed. In, indeed. So uh, what what were some of your uh, first uh, coaching um, spots post post college? If if you had any. Sure, sure. So uh Post-college, I came back to the community and I actually, you know, worked in the summer league arena with with, you know, the, the kids at my alumni um, being an alumni coming back and giving back some of those gifts that were given to me coming through. So basketball was my first coaching appointment. Um, I also uh, during my time at Shippensburg worked with the Shippensburg area high school and their track and field program. Um, and most recently, I uh, was appointed to be the president of the youth crusader football program here located in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm, so. So then uh, when you graduated from SHIP, did you jump right into your grad work? Was there um, um, some some space in, in between where you uh, got into the workforce? Can you um, um, tell us your your life after graduation? Sure, sure. I had a, a uh, amazing opportunity uh, presented to me by the director of multicultural student affairs at Shippensburg University, Miss Diane Jefferson, um, and she brought me on as a grad assistant. So directly after undergrad, I went right into my master's program for mm -hmm. mental health and clinical counseling, um, and worked at the drug and alcohol facility located directly there next to the campus in Shippensburg University. I did not know that there was a um, facility uh, next to the campus. I was today years old, Dr. Watts. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. So um, uh, how do you approach uh, um, counseling? What what techniques do you find most effective in your practice? Sure. I, I would say multi-layered, um, a very eclectic approach, uh, not every technique is going to work for every client. Mm. So it's very important to get to understand the strength of every individual that you meet, um, determine what their goals and objectives are, and help them determine the path of, of their treatment and the path of what they want to achieve in the clinical setting. Uh, what I often will tell to clients and families, you know, it's going to be you doing the work. You're just allowing me to be a part of the journey, right? I'm, I'm on the ship with you. I'll help you, you know, direct and, and kind of go, but it has mm. to be coming from within intrinsically so that you can achieve the maximum success outside of the counseling office. Oh, man, you are dropping some gems here, Dr. Watts. I love it. So um, can you discuss the importance of, of mental health awareness and the role counselors like yourself play in it to promote it? I think awareness is key, um, you know, coming off of uh, such a difficult few years, you know, the isolations, mm. the lockdowns. Um, you know, the the stigma that was once associated and still at some levels associated with mental health um, is awareness, bringing it to the community that, you know, it's OK. There are resources that are there available, um, you know, the the opportunity to kind of really self-reflect and, and kind of intrinsically change and recognize, you know, how your history might impact your current, you know, state or your current mental health mm -hmm. um, is imperative as individuals continue to progress through the lifespan um, and, and try to achieve, you know, uh, wholeness, stillness and wellness intrinsically. So why did why did you choose um, uh, this this holistic uh, approach? What what was it about this lane that that attracted you to it? Sure, I believe the holistic approach is we we got to recognize a mental health diagnosis is just that it's not the entire person. Mm. It's a snapshot. 
something that they might be struggling with. So learning the person holistically, their strengths, their their family history, understanding you know what brought them to this point, understanding you know the pain, the trauma that they might have endured, is going to allow you to connect with that individual on a very vulnerable level to let them know that there is support here, to let them know that you know you're not alone in these moments of darkness, in hopes that you can help them see their full potential and then kind of you know as a counselor being a gps until they learn their way and mm. turn off the gps and they can spread their wings and fly we um uh we had a um a, a therapist on yesterday uh and and we talked about the the uh stigma uh the negative stigma that on uh, that that therapy has um on it with with certain cultures so how do you address uh this this negative stigma of a uh, uh, therapy and and to communicate with folks that this is actually something positive and needed i, I think you bring it right to the table right mm. you know there there's this you know decade long that we're not supposed to talk about feelings we're not supposed to talk mm. about the pain that we might have endured and and kind of leading by example and and you know working with clients in their darkest moments to let them know you know this is bigger than just this episode that we're going through just this storm that we're battling there's brighter days ahead there's a future ahead and trying to help them understand that if you were to have a broken leg we would put a cast on it. People would socially accept that, mm -hmm. right? Dealing with mental health, if you're struggling with a chemical imbalance or potentially, you know, uh, a broken heart, people don't see that. Mm. So the opportunity to heal and, and, you know, grow and mature through your pain and through your trauma to, again, get to a spot in life where you're fully functioning and enjoying and embracing the life journey is so critical when you're working with clients in the therapeutic process. So um, uh, so you've you've been in this now for for about 10, 10 plus years over over a decade. Um, So from from your first introduction uh to mental health uh, until now how have you seen the conversation evolve it has evolved drastically so mm. when you look back you know two decades you know 10 15 20 years the progression right the body of literature um recognizing different modalities evident evidence-based practices when you're working with clients with different diagnoses so the the literature and the body of work of professionals and giving back to the field and and you know coaching and mentoring the next generation of counselors um is critical to continue providing the support and providing the uplift that a lot of the individuals in our community need mm. um and, and like we talked about a little bit earlier you know March is the anniversary, four years of everything shutting down. Yeah. People are still trying to find their way. You know, I see a lot of clients, they talk about pre-pandemic, life before pandemic, mm -hmm. how it drastically changed during those two and a half years of lockdown. You know, the divides, the 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 isolation. And now that we are post-pandemic in the last year, people again, as we change the page into 2024 are looking at new ways to kind of live and, and you know, be grateful and, and stay in those moments and, and build and, and cultivate and foster these relationships as mm. they move in uh, to a new chapter of their life. Yeah, we uh, uh, we, we we jokingly uh, uh, say say that uh, 2019 uh, was BC uh, before COVID, and and then everything else after that is is PP uh, uh, after after the the, the shutdown. Um, so so you saw this conversation evolve 
over the last 10 years, focusing on uh, on the shutdown and, and COVID specifically, did did that end up hurting the mental health field or or were people able to expand it during that time? I believe it's a, a, a two two coin process. OK, in, in a lot of efforts, it actually helped. Right. Because we recognize what isolation can do to us as human creatures. Yeah. Right. The increase in depression, the increase in anxiety, um, increase in substance abuse, uh, thoughts of suicide. Mm. Right. Due to the isolation. So the push to get mental health counseling during that time, it was actually a, a good thing that has come out of the pandemic. Yeah. Right. But on that flip side of the coin, we still have a host of the population that, again, still holds on to the stigma and, you know, the pride of I'm not going to talk to somebody. I yeah. I can figure this out on my own. Yeah. So it, it definitely, I, I would say, has pushed the envelope forward. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of work to do. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so h- how do you yourself stay uh, updated on, on the latest developments and research in the field uh, so that you can c- continually um, to, to properly serve your clients? Absolutely. And it's so important for continuing education mm. um, this field and because there's new interventions, there's new ideas that are coming out with each passing, you know, month and research study and, and to stay abreast of that is so critical. Um, thankfully, and, and fortunately, I have access, um, you know, to multiple databases through uh, my time at Penn State. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to work with students that are are coming into the next generation of, you know, counselors, kind of seeing where they're at at the beginning of their journey, giving them some of the experience, but also staying abreast of the current literature to kind of bridge the gap between the generations is critical. Um, before we uh, uh, get to uh, this th- this drop in the um, uh, violent crimes in, in the area, um, can you discuss the unique challenges and rewards of uh, working as a counselor in in Harrisburg? Sure, it's a very rewarding career. Um, you know, a- as a counselor, you you get an opportunity to meet folks from all walks of life mm. um, and, and, you know, building the trust and building the relationship with each client that walks through your door is is my number one priority. Um, I, speaking on behalf of the profession, I, I would imagine, you know, counselors throughout, you know, the state and, and through the country uh, would share that same sentiment. Mm. Um, you know, when we look at where we're headed and, and where we've been, I, I think it's it's very, very important that we continue to build, you know, resources and, and, and build these opportunities for folks um, to recognize that that counseling is a good and positive thing to enhance your life journey. Mm, I like that. I, I like that. So um, <clears throat> so are there um, specific community initiatives or programs in Harrisburg uh, that aim to address mental health concerns and are they currently making an impact? I believe they are. I, I believe they are making an impact. There are a lot of resources, a lot of agencies within the city and, and the outskirts of the city mm. um, directed their attention to mental health. It's again, a step in the right direction, but still a lot of work to do. Um, I think collaboration um, across fields, um, understanding, you know, medical components of, of mental health, you know, the chemical imbalances, um, understanding the psychological components from trauma and, and past traumas and, and coupling them and, and making sure we're providing a model of treatment for individuals who are struggling with episodes of mental health illness. Hmm. So then um, uh, can, can you uh, share 
with us any um, success stories of individuals uh, that, that, that you may have um, counseled. You don't have to get any names or anything like that. Um, of uh, Again, any success stories of, of individuals that you counseled here in Harrisburg or anywhere else. Sure. You, you know, success it needs to be quantified. You know, mm. that's going to look different for each and every different client. Indeed. You know? But when you look at success, we look at our objectives and treatment goals at the beginning of a, a counseling relationship. And as you go through, you know, sessions, whether it be eight to 12 sessions or, you know, an ongoing relationship that as life happens, that client comes back to you and you kind of button up and get a tune up session. Mm. Um, success is, is helping individuals, you know, have that light bulb moment. Right. So you can see it a mile away, but it's when they can see the potential that they have within themselves and then they start connecting the dots. And, and, you know, I love when I'm working, you know, with clients at a early age, maybe, mm. you know, second, third, fourth grade, and I take them through middle school and then high school and now in college or they're coming back from college and, and they talk about you know, their journey with mental health and their childhood and the impact that a counselor, in, in this case, you know, our work um, has made on their journey. To me, that is success. And again, why I feel as though this is a such a rewarding career. Um, you know, I often tell folks, you know, if you, you find something that you love to do, you know, there might be hard days, but it's not work. Mm. And I love what I do every day. I wake up, you know, I look forward to, to meeting new folks. I look forward to helping folks through very difficult times um, and, and recognizing that the magnitude of the moment, right? Mm. Because everybody is battling something. And if you can recognize in that hour, that might be the only hour they had that week where somebody believed in them. Wow. Right. That might be the only hour that week where they could really let their guard down and have a cathartic release in the sense of, you know, getting some of that, that pain, you know, and in and, and, and that release so that they can go back and put on a mask and make it through the week. So it, it's a very charged position that I, you know, take very, very seriously because it's a, a, a very powerful uh, charge that, that, you know, this profession has taken on to help individuals in their journey and individuals coming through some of the darkest moments of their life. Mm. Dr. Watts, are 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 we that old that 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 we are now seeing um, um, younger people off to college and, and and everything like that? Have 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 we reached that golden shore? I, I, I sadly, I, I I believe we are. There. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to admit that, but you know, again, it's a blessing of the journey. Indeed. Right? As to see it and, and to unfold it and recognize your own personal journey mm. and. You know, even though I do this for a living, that still a human, right? So still struggles um, that I work through, you know, in, on the individual level, on the professional level, on the familiar level, um, you know, but but to see, you know, kiddos go from, you know, second, third, fourth grade and now are graduating mm. college and starting families of their own. It, it's very dynamic and it's just a, a awesome uh, experience from a professional standpoint. Oh, indeed. Indeed. So um, <clears throat> for for the uh, uh, drop drop in, um, in in shootings in in Harrisburg, uh, in your professional opinion, what what ties into that is is it the the expanded uh, mental health services that that are being offered uh, or do you think it's something else? I believe that is a component of it for sure. Mm. Um, the mental health component, trying to get it at the ground and, and working with clients to, you know, figure out how to control emotion regulation, mm. how to control their impulses, how to control their anger, what to do when you have these big emotions. I definitely believe the mental health uh, focus is 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 part of that. 
Um, there is other parts as well, you know, um, you know, in the city of Harrisburg, you, you know, the police chief is, is trying to uh, reform the things that, you know, we do for our community members and build relationships there. Mm. Um, again, a lot of work to do, but there's definitely a push to, you know, bring the community together. You know, it's, there's such a division um, uh, amongst, you know, individuals that if we can really connect with them and recognize, you know, together we're stronger as a community, the more that we fight, we're more divided. And then that opens up room for the violence. Uh, so, again, getting into the community, serving each other, recognizing, understanding each other, hearing each other. Mm. Um, it's interesting if, if you take a moment to learn somebody's history, um, they might not be that different from you. Yeah. Um, so, so really, really taking you know, strides in the right direction. And, and you know, it's it's um, an honor to be part of that. Um, I know we have a lot of uh, work to do, but hopefully this will be a national initiative. Mm. Um, recognizing, you know, in some of the uh, larger cities around us, Baltimore, um, you know, they, they also are moving in that same direction mm. of, you know, dropping violent crimes. Um, and it's my hope that, it, you know, collectively and collaboratively, regardless of what state we're in, regardless of what city we're in, we can work together to bring these community programs and awareness to um, different ways of life to help these youngsters, um, you know, not take the path of, you know, violence or, or you know, in worst case scenarios, you know, murder or, or suicide and, yeah. and really look at ways to help build up the community and, and, you know, create the love and energy that we hope to see, you know, within our cities. Dr. Watts, uh, dare I say that this conversation was therapeutic? Uh, I want to uh, uh, thank you for, for, for joining us on The Spark uh, um, and, and giving us uh, this game. Uh, before we head on out, we have about 15 seconds here. Before we head on out, um, can you let the folks know how they can get in contact with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So my practice is, is located downtown Harrisburg, uh, directly located next to the governor's mansion here on Front Street. Um, so the website is, is wattsphd.com. Um, the number here is 717-510-6402. And, you know, we have, you know, uh, mental health services 24 hours a day um, if, if the need arises. Um, and if it's not me, there's tons of counselors in the city or in surrounding areas that are here to help and, you know, here to uplift in your time of need.